and welcome to On Second Thought, the podcast that revisits films to see if they've stood the test of time. My name is Cameron. I'm Ken. And I'm Andrew. And today we're talking about Gleaming the Cube. 1989 comedy, drama, action, <laughs> mystery? All, all of the above. All it's it's the got above. everything. Uh, yeah. All on a skateboard. That's right. <laughs> Orientalist fantasy. <laughs> Orientalist fantasy is definitely on that genre list. It's everything that you've always wanted and nothing that you ever asked for. <laughs> That's how I describe the movie. So uh, the, the movie is about Christian Slater, who's a real skateboard badass, and his Asian adopted brother, who is a total brainiac and uh, manages to uncover a gun smuggling ring. After he's busted for that, he ends up uh, getting killed and Christian Slater is out for vengeance. And to figure out who did it, but mostly for vengeance on a skateboard. <laughs> mostly just out to gleam the cube. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which can mean so many things uh, to me, at least. <laughs> Hell, we're gleaming, we're gleaming the cube right now, doing this podcast. I think it's a metaphor for life, gleaming the cube. So, ba- so basically, the the movie is about skateboarding, acting as a vehicle for dealing with grief. <laughs> <laughs> There's no better allegory than that. And I mean ever. I'm not talking about in this movie. One of the one of the characters that Christian Slater is friends with has as a pizza delivery man. He drives Tony him. Hawk. He's is it Tony is Hawk. it? Whoa, yeah. shit! Is it is that Tony Hawk? T- yeah, that's Tony Hawk. Yeah. He was the pizza guy. The Holy whole time. shit! I didn't yeah. even know that. This movie is littered with pro skaters. <laughs> Christian Slater. <laughs> Tony Hawk. Christian Slater. <laughs> this movie has. Skateboarding, but holding on to the back of cars the entire time. Oh man, yeah. love how, that, love that stuff. How how much would I love to do that? To well, to, to hold on to a back of car and have uh and and skateboard. Ken, have I, I'm sure I've told you the story where I have done that. Nope. I really haven't told you that story. Nope. I'd love to hear it. <laughs> I'd love to hear it. Uh, <clears throat> so when I was like. Way too old. I decided to start skateboarding, like in my like, early twenties. <laughs> Way too late to, to try to start. And I bought some crappy skateboard from a sporting goods store for like twenty bucks, and uh, proceeded to the parking lot with my friend. And I, I put my finger. There was like a hole in the bumper because I couldn't really grab it, so I put my finger in this hole. And then he started driving, and then my skateboard hit a rock and stopped moving while the car kept going. And my hand was stuck in the hole on the bumper <laughs> and pulled me forward <laughs> way too late before I realized what was happening. I could ripped my hand out of the bumper and slammed it into the ground and just slid on my palms the whole time in this disgusting parking lot. Like just ripped all the skin off my hands, off of my palms and my hands. So I'm assuming that that is what they meant by gleaming the cube, right? <laughs> I, the ultimate cube gleaming. Yeah. Oh my god! I had god. like two two weeks of like like I don't know if you've ever I ripped the skin off your palms, <laughs> but it sucks. I, that okay? I got to get back to this movie because I had not seen this movie before, and I will say that I had no idea what it was about. But if I were to guess, I would have thought it would have been a very lighthearted skateboard comedy maybe ending in some sort of skateboard competition you know with disapproving parents kind of coming around and you know warming up to him and stuff this movie is is pretty harsh it's pretty crazy yeah i it, know it, it is pretty crazy so so why don't we why don't we uh recap uh what it's about because 
There are so many levels to this movie. Oh my god, it's going to take the whole episode just to explain. The plot is so intricate (laughs) and like intertwining and crazy. It's great. I love it. I have the slight suspicion that this could have gone either way of being uh, made in Hollywood or being a blockbuster in Vietnam. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) exactly. There's so many Vietnamese people in this movie. It's insane. It's great. I love it. Equal opportunity, everybody. <laughs> we had it in 1989. Why can't we have it now? More Asians on screen. We jumped the shark in 89, I guess. Yeah. Hollywood was like, oh, man, that's too many Asians. Gotta find the sweet spot. Well, there's no, like, yeah, like, I'm, I'm looking at the box art right now, and they definitely don't show any anything to do with Asian culture on it. <laughs> they try to, like, okay. cover their tracks. Okay, let me tell you something. Let me, okay, well, let me tell you something about Asian culture in this movie, okay? For the most part, the movie isn't that racist. Because usually 80s movies uh, dealing with Chinese people or Vietnamese people or Japanese people are pretty racist. But this movie isn't that racist. It's actually pretty even keel. However, there are two things, being an Asian person, that bother the shit out of me. (laughs) Issue one. The guy is a math nerd. The Asian, his Asian adopted brother is a total math nerd that does his homework. Computer whiz. And a computer whiz. But, uh, and secondly, this is the most important uh, issue that I took with the, with the movie and it dealing with Asian people. Um, it, it was pretty good until there was that oriental flute music that would play every time um, an Asian person would be on screen. Do you notice that? <laughs> I wish it, I did. I, I'm sorry to say I didn't. It's like an a. It's like sort of like an you know. Every, the whole movie sort of plays like sort of 80s rock pop, and then every time it's a, a scene with the his Asian brother or something related to thinking about his Asian brother, it's like this sort of like soft flute music. <laughs> okay, I get it. They're Vietnamese. It's almost like Hollywood was like, "What do Vietnamese people listen to? Oh, they yeah. listen to music." What kind of music? Oh, Vietnamese music. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, so can we just get someone to do like a Vietnamese cover of an American song? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's cool. That's Vietnamese music. Oh, perfect. Okay, put it in there. There was like that. They just they dropped the ball there. That was not a writing thing. There was no way that was in the script. <laughs> like No. <laughs> Could you imagine if that was in the script? Uh, <laughs> Vietnamese version of Nowhere to One plays while murder occurs. <laughs> That that movie got dark really fast, and and but when I when I first saw that when I first saw that they were like he he was like this sort of brainy adopted brother, and uh, you know it's like sort of this badass Christian Slater skater kid. I thought that the movie was gonna be oh they're gonna team up. He's gonna use his brains and he's gonna <laughs> use a skateboard to to solve this crime. Okay, so so for the for the uninitiated, what. What does it? What do they mean by gleaming the cube? I, I wrote it down. <laughs> Perfect. Great. Yeah, yeah. The the cube. The cube is a place you skate when you let go. So, with that in mind, <laughs> with uh, that definition in mind, uh, have any of us gleamed the cube <laughs> <laughs> at any point in our lives? I, I, Andrew, I think you gleamed the cube when you told us that story about you uh, letting go or not being able to let go. Yeah, from I that couldn't quite gleam the car. It. I couldn't quite gleam that cube that day. So uh, I guess one of us is sort of gleam the cube, <laughs> I guess. Well, there there was that one time where I solved the mystery of the Vietnamese 
arm smuggling. Would that be <laughs> gluing me the cube? <laughs> Did everybody you know around you die? <laughs> this movie just kept shocking me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I never. You have to really pay attention. I was not. Ex- I wasn't prepared for that. I was pleasantly surprised. It was really good, and it 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 makes you. It shows you that Christian Slater. He's actually a decent actor as far as child actors go. He channels Jack Nicholson, and I think he knows it. He definitely knows it. Oh, yeah. He's like, hey, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) You want to go do a 1080? (laughs) You sounded like Ronald Reagan there. (laughs) (laughs) This is... This is... (laughs) No, do it. Do it, Cameron. Come on. This is... I fucking dare you. I fucking dare you to, 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 to pretend to be Christian Slater for a fucking second. Do it. Oh, God. No, I, I'm a, I think Christian Slater is great. Like, I'm a pretty big fan. And yeah, he was great in this, yeah. too. Like, the whole thing. Uh, can I, can, <laughs> like, the, the, the dangly the earring. The dangly earring is, uh, is, is hilarious. I, I love that. I mean... Yeah. Uh, uh, Cameron, how much uh, could I pay you uh, to have you start wearing one of those dangly earrings? Ken, I live in Europe now. I, I have one. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, uh, you land and go through customs and they pierce your ear. <laughs> they pierce your ear. Yeah. There's a Claire's at, an, uh, at the airport and they, they make you pierce your ears. Matt, I actually had a dangly earring. <laughs> <laughs> It was like a skull and everything. Oh, God. What? No, he didn't. Yeah, man. When I was in grade six or seven. Oh, my God. You're yeah. one embarrassment after the other, Andrew. I'm sorry. I know. No, it's fine. I'm, I'm airing it all out on this podcast. You know what's crazy, too? I know we were talking about it earlier, how, how dark this film gets and how fast it gets dark. Uh, I don't know if you guys paid attention, but there were moments where... They obviously swear, but then they would dub over uh, a less offensive word. Oh, I didn't notice that. No, I didn't notice that either. I think they do that to keep it PG-13, right? So maybe they had to take a few out. Uh, Cameron, your mom must have been in the editing room when that happened. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. on the the council. Yeah, on the the, uh, Orville Redenbacher, your mom, and uh, a Mormon priest. (laughs) Yeah. Orville Renbacher was there because he was representing the popcorn lobbyist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was the lobbyist. He was the popcorn lobbyist. <laughs> Did you guys get like a skater die vibe off this movie? I don't know. I think it was just the the zeitgeist was of it, the time. Was the zoot zoot of nineteen eighty nine was skateboarding. Yeah, totally was. <laughs> it totally was. Remember there's a ton of skateboard movies, but I would probably say that Gleaming the Cube is the best of them. This one was was the the thinking man's skateboard. <laughs> yeah, it was the uh, the, the original of uh, the original novelization of Gleaming the Cube. Who are those? Like with the uh, ten color glossy pictures in the middle. Yeah, that's right. Do you do you remember those? Like, I guess they're still a thing, but like novelizations uh, of movies. Like, I I don't get that. I don't really get like why would you read the book? I don't understand why you just wouldn't just watch the movie. Yeah, right know. it's not like it was based on the book the the book is based on the movie you know <laughs> i remember reading the junior novelization of ghostbusters 2 because i couldn't watch the movie at the time 
Yeah, I think that's why I read a few of those too, and I think it was because I couldn't watch the movie. I think you could get away with it if you read the book based on the movie. Yeah. <laughs> you wrote, you read the the junior novelization of Caddyshack. <laughs> You're in your grade six class, looking through the Scholastic book order, and you order the uh, Animal House <laughs> junior <laughs> novelization. <laughs> Junior novelization. I used to love Scholastic Book Order, man. That used to be the oh, most exciting time. And the book fair? Oh, my God. Unbelievable. Yeah, I don't know. It must... How did that... They tri- That was legitimately tricking me into enjoy, enjoying reading. Yeah. Because <laughs> oh. I was not a... Like, I, I was not a kid who read much. But, man, when those books came in, it was like the great... It was like Christmas. I distinctly... I distinctly remember getting a Family Matters... Something to do with Family Matters. Are you serious? <laughs> what? Yeah, and I did a book report on it and everything. Andrew, I'm really glad you said that because I got a book from the Scholastic Book Order that was Steve Urkel's Guide to Being Cruel. <laughs> Man, that might have been the book. <laughs> I'm serious. That's, I think that was the book. It was something, yeah, it was Steve Urkel's book. You, you did a book report on it? I did a puppet show book report on it. <laughs> And the best part was, I remember distinctly putting my own glasses on the puppets because <laughs> they're close enough to Steve Urkel's. Oh my god! Oh, why is your life so embarrassing constantly? Why? Like you can't even write this shit. Michael Tolkien couldn't write this shit. He wrote the player and leaving the cube. He couldn't write this shit. Oh my god! Unfucking believable. It's unfucking. I should just start talking about not embarrassing no, things in my life because no. it'll be way quicker. It'll just be a way. It'll be done yeah. sooner. <laughs> the teacher, the teacher who uh, had to listen to that stupid book report, must have been like, "This kid, this kid's going nowhere." You know, like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, this kid's gonna fall off the skateboard in his early twenties. <laughs> oh, it was, it was uh, pretty great pretty great i mean I, I i was quite surprised by it i didn't i didn't know what to expect and then i never watched it as a kid either and i sort of wish i no actually i i didn't watch it as a kid and i'm glad i didn't watch it until i was adult because it's it uh it's pretty good even as an adult yeah it was great well not great but you know you know what it <laughs> i say it was great yeah like definitely great. Uh, <laughs> I thoroughly love Andrew. This movie. Andrew, was... do you uh, do you plan on doing a book report about this movie? <laughs> a book. A book. I'll put my my earring on the puppet. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for listening to On Second Thought. Make sure to check out our website onsecondthoughtpodcast.com and make sure to subscribe in iTunes and rate it. Talk about it. Give it some stars. Gleam it. Burn it, twist it, turn it, crimp it, bop it, skip it, pop it. <laughs> so in the end, we give Gleam in the Cube two big cubes up uh, with an asterisk for the racism. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> other than being racist, it's pretty good. Sort of like Andrew, other than being racist, he's yeah. an all right guy. <laughs>
I could get started. I think it usually seems to be I just kind of get yeah. started and then we just kind of pass the ball. And then, and then, and then can't overreact. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't know what you're talking about. Fuck <laughs> you guys, I'm out of here. Roll over. Have a cigarette, fall asleep. <laughs>